And we're live. Welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. I'm Dave. Who are you? I'm Chris. And we have a special treat for you right now. We have <clears throat> Omar from the Share Podcast on the show. Omar, what's up? What's going on? How are you guys doing? Good. Good morning, Omar. <clears throat> I haven't talked to you guys in like a long time. We so. talked to you. We talked to you off the phone. Pretty recently. Off the podcast. Yeah, yeah. off the podcast on the A couple months ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's been a while since we did, like, uh, you know, a little a little, a little uh, back and forth. Hello? So, <laughs> so what's going on? To what do I owe this amazing honor that Chris and Dave from the Dope Podcast are reaching out? Well, just get right to it. Dave, we have a review that we wanted to read on with you on the air, all right? This is Chris trying to produce a segment okay. here, Omar. So just bear, bear with him, okay? Um, He's doing a great job. Thank you. He says, we get one star. I bet this is Omar wrote this. <laughs> From Hang Ten Dude. He writes, not cool, guys. I, ha- I hated to leave a one-star rating, especially because I enjoy your war stories. And it's a nice break from the educational podcasts on addiction. But after hearing y'all boast about passing Omar in ratings and turning your sobriety platform into a competition instead of a community of equals all here, all here for the same cause it was earned. That doesn't make any sense. I can't even write. He can't, can't even write. Um, uh... But I do enjoy and keep up the work, but sobriety is not a competition. That's what he writes. One star. Guys, you, this is going to suck. I, I apologize. I apologize. I went through a bad spot, and it cut out. Right? Oh, I'll read it quickly. You can hear it listening? Can you hear us now? I can hear you now. Reread that thing. Okay. okay. Not cool, guys. I hated to leave a one-star rating, especially because I enjoy your war stories, and it's a nice break from the educational podcast on addiction. But after hearing y'all boast about passing Omar in ratings and turning your sobriety platform into a competition instead of a community of equals, all here for the same cause it was earned. He's a terrible writer, this reviewer. Anyway, I do enjoy and keep I do enjoy and keep up the work, but sobriety the, is not a competition. The point is, Omar, is we had a, a, a segment, an ongoing segment, which I think I shared with you of getting more reviews than Omar. It was the way we united the Dopey Nation and got them to take out their phones and leave a five-star review on uh, iTunes. But it backfired big time. Hello? Fucking Costa Rica, man. It's your fault. <laughs> Why is it my fault? You're the fault? worst podcast Why? producer in the Why history of podcasts. You're the producer. Uh, I'm the sidekick. Can you hear? Hey, bear with me, guys. Bear with me, guys. Bear are you, with in, me. Are you in a car wash? You guys, you, you, you guys were doing this fucking competition. 
Yes. There was no competition, Omar. I was just talking shit. No, I'm just fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. So how many reviews did you get? A, f- a million. Are you kidding me? We got 300 and... In, in, in a week, we're, we're over a thousand now, Omar. Shut up, Chris. Don't lie to Omar. Just because you're obsessed with reviews. I'm going to go fucking look right now. I'm, I'm, I'm already getting jealous and envious and angry. How many actual fucking reviews do you have? 331. Dude, you assholes. You guys fucking blew right past me, man. The question oh is, Omar. God. Omar, did you write that review? Of course not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, you're the like, best. Like, I didn't even know you guys were doing this 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 contest, but it's genius. Yes, it's genius. Just, I'm gonna take. I like I'm gonna take full credit uh, in my own plan of ripping off Howard Stern. That was my thing. <laughs> that I was gonna rip off Howard Stern, and we were gonna beat all of the the addiction podcasts, and we were, and, uh, you know what I mean. Like that was my big idea because. Obviously, everybody is trying to help people, so it would be funny if I put down people who are trying to help people. <laughs> I just figured it would show what an ass I am. Uh, All right, Omar. Don't get off yet. Right. Omar, I'm so impressed with your resentment and your envy and your honesty. Pissing people off, this is what I've learned in this, as far as growing. If you're not pissing people off, then you're not fucking big enough. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, just part of, that's part of the game. I, I don't know if you guys saw the Twitter thing that was going on about me. What? And you guys. Oh, yeah. I, I, you saw me? I, I defended you on Twitter. Scott Countryman. I think so, but I, I just... Here's the thing. I, there was some guy on there. How does Omar charge... charge, charge oh, Scott. Yeah, yeah. Was, what do you get for 97... Some kind of shit. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah, it, Omar, it was, he probably said all that because he didn't have him on his show. He loves to go on everybody's show. You shows. should put him on your show and <laughs> shut him up. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Scott Countryman is like the low end. Did you guys again? No, I was going to say, you know how Amy Dresner is on every. Can you hear me? Oh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you... Amy Dresner is what? You know how she's on every addiction podcast? Hello, hello. Come in. Oh, Omar. Dude, he's got to We love you, you, Omar. We love you, Omar. Carry the message. Go You're to the your, man. Go to your AA meeting. Enjoy no, this. No, 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 no. Don't go away. Hello, hello. You can hear me? Hello. Yeah, I'm still here. Right on. Anyway. Well, you, you know how Amy Dresner is on every... Course, I just interviewed her. Right. <laughs> she's on every addiction podcast. And she has yeah. a great book. And yeah. she's she's all right. I, I really stand behind Amy Dresner. She's also good for numbers, right, Omar? Our, our numbers are soaring since we've had Amy Dresner. The connection's no good, I don't this think. This connection is no, it's no good. <laughs> we love you. We love you, Omar. Uh, what is go you? To, he's going to an AA meeting. Have fun in Costa Rica. Check yeah, out the... Absolutely. Have yeah. you had her on the show? Hey, guys, have you had her on Dopey? We did. We did. Yeah, we, she's perfect for your audience. But what I was going to say is that the dude who talks shit about you can, uh-huh. is like the, the, the non-author version of Amy Dresner. <laughs> he wants to be on every addiction <laughs> podcast. He's a Dopey super fan and a church and uh, other drug super uh, fan. Yeah. And he's our boy, Scott Country. And he was on Released into Captivity. And he was on he was on Released into Captivity, Church and Other Drugs, and Dopey. Yeah. You should have him on share and you could tell him what a jerk you he was. Straight. To you. Set him straight. <laughs> that guy's got a better chance of winning the fucking gold in female gymnastics than making it on share. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> now we're talking. Omar Pinto. Uh, this is what I love about being on Dopey. It's like I can be that other version of myself. Yes. Right? yes. Like, there's a part of me that's just the 
real fucking asshole. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it doesn't come out enough in Cher. Yeah. I, that's but, the... But, you know, when... That, and it's funny because the girl that helps me with my social media, she's like, oh, did you see this? And I'm like, well, just, just unfollow, block him, and let's move on, right? Like, I don't engage in social media banter, you know what I mean? I don't... I don't I, it's, it's, it's a waste of time, and, and it's... More detrimental to you than. Oh, our connection's no good. But I get your message. Yeah. And we love you. And and maybe after the meeting, you could call in and be asshole Omar because it's a great thing for Dopey when we hear you talking shit. Fuck that. You guys yeah, it's no good. We gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> you're destroying. You're destroying our show. <laughs> the connection is destroying. Okay. We love you. Dude, enjoy your meeting. Oh, well, let's catch up yeah. later. I'll talk soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Dude. We will. Love you. Love you too, man. All right. Later. Oh, man. I love that. We're going to get him back on. I know. I fucking... I love Omar. It just sucks that the connection was so shitty. We'll get him back in the lair. I'm in sorry, the share lair. My segment was destroyed. It was great. The- it, it was great, but it was destroyed by the audio quality. I feel really good about this segment. And in fact... Omar. You gave me the shaking of the head when I was like, we have to read that I'll shit shake, in front of us. I'll shake your head, my head to good ideas and to bad ideas. Yeah. And I'm going to say this. Omar reminded me of something interesting. First of all, Scott... You wait, know, first, wait, first of all, I just want to formally apologize. Me and Dave are trying to make a real push to improve the audio quality of the Dopey Podcast. And, you know... Is it Omar, the Dopey Podcast or is it just Dopey Podcast? Either way. But what do you like to say? Improve the audio quality of Dopey Podcast. I like the Dopey Podcast, yeah, but I always call it Dopey. And but never the Dopey Podcast. Never. Never say, welcome to the Dopey Podcast. You the, say, welcome to Dopey. Or welcome to the Dopey Podcast. You're saying you wouldn't say the. Because the seems much more formal. I don't say the. It garners respect. When do you say the? And admiration. Who's but anyway, I just want to apologize to the Dopey Nation for the phone call with Omar and the quality being bad. That's not what you should it's, be apologizing for. It's Costa Rica. For. You know, it's so far away. That's not what you should. You should apologize because the last two episodes yeah. have had shitty sound after I spent $400 on the I sound. I know. Because fucking Dave, I give him the vape. He turns his microphone down t- to vape and then he never turned it back up. I put it at vape levels and then I forgot to put it and to so talking And so the whole levels. fucking thing, I'm screaming into the mic probably and Dave's all quiet. It'll make you sound better, smarter and stuff. No, I just sound like a maniac. I sound manic. I want to... Well, I don't think that's that far of a stretch. I, I think, first of all, I love having more reviews than Omar. I just do. I just want to say that. Yeah. I, but Omar, what a champ he is. He's awesome. Whenever he, I paint he him... Jumps right we tried calling Omar at you know 12.30 his time in Costa Rica. He didn't answer last night. This morning... He texts me, says, what's up? Was that a butt dial? I said, no, he wanted to call you for two seconds for Dopey. And he's like, he's just game to go whenever. But he's that's always on. But that's he's not ready to rip, ready to run. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying, like, I see Omar as kind of a sanctimonious, holier he's than not. thou. But he's then not. he comes on Dopey and he's like, what the fuck, Scott? He's, a, yeah. <laughs> he's like Scott Countryman. He's not, dude. He's just a regular old junkie like us. Did you hear about Scott? I don't know, was he? he was a coke and booze guy, yeah. right? Yeah. Did you hear about Scott Countryman? Scott Countryman, if you're listening, over at Monero. He's not in Monero, I don't be, think, anymore. You should now be Team Chris. Because if you heard all the shit 
that Dave just said about you. What did I say? He's just been talking trash. I said he was just a low-end podcast slut. That's not not an insult. That's in the nicest way. It's not very nice. In the nicest way. (laughs) Scott told me this. Scott, first of all, Scott had an amazing idea uh, for Dopey. Yeah. uh, To do a Dopey book review. But then he never sent in the book review. But we don't have a book. Not of art. You're so stupid. I don't even know how you live and talk and stuff. <laughs> you mean like of like an addiction book? He read. I in- hate addiction memoirs. They're I, they're so tedious. I, it's the last thing I'd ever read. Okay, but Scott and I like them. Why? I love addiction memoirs. Really? I love them. And you I'm like re- rock and roll shit. Just a straight up addiction memoir you'd like without rock and roll. I've enjoyed Amy Dresner's addiction memoir. Did you actually read it? I've been listening to it. Swear to God? I swear to God. How much have you listened to? I've listened to at least four hours. Four hours. Maybe three and a half. I don't want to malign myself with the Lord. Um, Now, (laughs) my God is better than you. I was talking to Scott, um, and uh, he told me this crazy story. But there might be non-disclosure agreements attached, so I can't tell it. NDAs? Yeah. So, so Scott, if, um, if you're listening... You know, send me a text or something. Let me know if I can tell that story coming up. Of course, I'm not going to. You can't do that. Just tell the fucking story. Oh, I can't. Oh, does it have to do with somebody in fish? Maybe because that's the only people he knows that would have an NDA. Do you think he's going to stay on Team Chris? Do with Trey? Do you think (laughs) you're going to stay on Team Chris? Is he going to stay on Team Chris? I didn't violate the NDA, and I didn't say anything disparaging (coughs) about Scott. You did. What did I say? That he was a slut on podcast. He was a low end podcasting slut. And L-E-P-S. Low end. The leps. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's pause this because I want to eat my breakfast burrito. It's a wrap yeah. and it's ours. Can we pause it? Yes. All right. We'll be back, Dopey Nation. Okay. We're back. The wrap was delicious. What did, did you, you like it? Did you like it? It was all right. I didn't think it was great. Really? You know, I, I uh, we'll talk food for a second. I have issues, okay? I, I don't like, I like potatoes in a wrap. But I need them to be really well done. And those potatoes were not well done. And the wrap also they sat around. They were kind of wet. Soggy. Soggy, yeah. And they sat It's all sat around. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed the Omar call, so I don't care. But um, it wasn't the best wrap I ever had. Did you ask for a spinach wrap? No, they just gave us a spinach wrap. so presumptuous. It is. It's like, who wants a spinach wrap with that? I don't even... I can't even tell the difference between the the red pepper one or whatever the fuck those it's are. The, what are the red ones? I don't know. But it's the aesthetic of a green wrap in the morning. Who wants that? Yeah, I I, I don't want a green wrap in the morning. I, this is when I, presumptuous. What I like. This is my my wrap. I don't even like. I mean, egg wraps are good. I like a wrap: grilled chicken, bacon, avocado, spinach in the morning. Whole wheat wrap. That's like a brec- That's like a midday wrap. I call that a brunch wrap. Around eleven. I would eat a wrap for breakfast, lunch, and dinner if I could. That could be a song. I would eat a wrap for breakfast. I would, you know, no. a wrap for, no, no. no. Oh, it could be a wrap. I would yeah. eat a wrap for breakfast. <laughs> Do you know that when that hotline blings that it can only mean one thing? Yeah. Do you know what it means? Your girl's calling. No, it just means one thing. What? I don't know. It just means one thing. It means thing. your girl's calling. It doesn't mean your girl's calling. No. Um, I know that um, I love that song, and I hate Drake. Drake has some good stuff. Ugh. No, I, you know, it's he's terrible. not bad. Okay, the, his inflection. You love is, to hate. You only like big band sounds from the 80s and 70s. You're an idiot. <laughs> I swear to God. You might be t- 
top five stupid people I've ever met. Um, now, you see, I'm sitting closer to the mic than you are now. No, we're Do you good. worry about that? I, I don't. It doesn't matter because you're going to slouch away at some point. It's true. Yeah. Slouch away. It's another possible. So song what are we title. doing? Are we? We're going to call Todd in a second. Yeah. Big news from the Todd front. Yes. Todd shot coming yes. up. Does any? Do they know? They don't yeah, know they know. On. The Twitter knows. Oh, we okay. mentioned it in the last episode. Everybody right. knows. All right. But um, I want to talk about something that Omar mentioned. Where Omar mentioned he had blocked Scott Countryman from Twitter. Oh, he did. Did he say that? Yeah. Oh, okay. He blocked Scott. So or his, his, isn't somebody manages his Twitter or something? Somebody who manages his Twitter, who I don't think they're doing a good job, by the way. They're, nobody, they're not engaged. I'm the only person who likes his posts. Really? Yeah, maybe me or whoever else they tag. Yeah, but his private Facebook group is popping like it's hot. Like it's hot. That thing just has a, a, sure. a life of its own. Sure, but wh- it does have a life of its own because somebody else manages it. <laughs> but the question is, why not use Twitter to engage the fans like I do? I don't know. Oh. Omar, maybe I should handle your Twitter. You've been ragging on my Instagram recently. You don't even do it. I do it every Fucking days. hot girl fuck by life is in the wind. Yeah. And you fucking, uh... I do one every few days. They're not it, good, it though. There's no heart. Day. You do it, you can tell. You're posting without any heart. You think so? I can feel it. And I know it. Because I know you. <laughs> you're, you're, something has changed in the Instagram world. You're not, it, you're not engaged. I'm engaged. I'm yeah. I'm 100% engagement all the time. With whatever I do, that's how I am. I'm engaged. If it's before 11 o'clock at night, I'm here. How about your diet? Are you engaged in your diet? No. I'm divorced. <laughs> divorced. My di- yeah, why do you say that? I just was curious. Why do you say that? I don't know. What makes you, you say that? You said you're 100% engaged in everything in your life, so I wanted to know I mean, communicatively. About all facets. I meant communicatively. I don't mean in like... Like, I don't read that much, and I don't exercise enough. My diet is terrible. You're not smoking cigarettes, though. I'm unhappy often. (laughs) You really want to bring me down. (laughs) Why did you do that? I don't know. Um, But I guess now it's too late to say what I wanted to talk about, but fuck it. I wanted to mention that fucking... I don't think I mentioned it on the show, but David Crosby from The Birds... He blocked you. Blocked me on Twitter. Yeah. You know who else blacked me? Blacked me? Blocked me on Twitter? Who? Jackie the Joke Man, who's going to be on Dopey next month. I don't think he even realizes he blocked me on Twitter. Really? Yeah. Why, what were you doing? I don't know. What, is, what earns you a blockage? Well, with David Crosby, initially I would just write him happy kind of texts about who he thought were worst junkies. Yeah. I would be like, do you think Rick James is a worst junkie or do you think Papa John Phillips was a worst junkie? And he would say, oh, I think they're both bad. And then I would be like, hey, Kroz. I, 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 I always write, hey, Kroz. And I'd ask him some stupid question. Yeah. Like, uh, do you think you smoked more crack than, you know, somebody else? Uh, do you think... Uh, he gets sick of the drug talk. Yeah, fucking Kroz, man. The thing about Crosby is, like, it's fucked up because I love him so... He's so arrogant. And he's yeah. obviously such a douchebag to yeah. block me on Twitter. But I love him. I, I love David Crosby. Have you Crosby. ever been blocked uh, by a woman? Not on Twitter. Un, una, no, no, not on Twitter. I mean in just life in general. Yes. Like unable to text anymore. No, never text. Yeah. No. Have you? No. Not no. that I'm aware of. Yeah. Well, I didn't even know that uh, Jackie the Joke Man or Crosby had blocked me. Did you ever tell you the story? I was like, I was like, I wonder what Crosby's up to. And I checked Twitter and then it's blocked. Does it tell you you're blocked? Yeah. Same what with is, Jackie. I was like, I, I was like, I haven't seen Jackie's tweets in a while. And I, and I looked it up and it said, sorry, you're blocked. It says wow. you're blocked. All right. 
Let's let's go. Have to we talk. blocked anybody? No. But I would I wouldn't I wouldn't hesitate to block somebody who's talking well, too much. We blocked somebody on Facebook once. We did. Yeah, in the very beginning. Oh, Roseanne. Well, remember we paid for a couple of ads, and some guy wrote us and was like, "I don't want to see your druggy shit or something." We blocked him. Yeah, you did it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah. Why'd you do that? Because he wrote a bunch of uh, disparaging comments about drug addicts. That's what he did. Yeah. All right. Good for you. You ready to call Todd? Yeah. Great. Turn the uh, up a little bit. Hello? Yo. What's going on? What's up, dude? You sound terrible. Did you just wake up? No, I've been up for hours. Too many hours. Oh, turn that frown upside down, Todd. This is the first really sober call on Dopey. I, I wish I could be excited about it. I'm just a little exhausted. It's sobriety is exhausting, isn't it? It is. It's very exhausting. How are you doing, Chris? It's taxing. I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm hanging in there. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, I like, I've been getting up at like three or four o'clock every morning and then, um, you know, napping throughout the day. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's easier there. You got some of those, uh, post acute withdrawal symptoms? Um, Dan's convinced it's actually just acute withdrawal symptoms. <laughs> acute. Okay. <laughs> all right. Who's Dan? Yeah. Uh, he's one of the house guys. Yeah. So you're feeling kind of acute. You're feeling. Sh- tell, take, break it down, Todd. What are, the, what are break these it symptoms? Down? What do you mean? What are these symptoms you're feeling? Uh, you know, I sneeze a million times. Um, can't sleep to save my fucking life. Um, I don't know. Uh, that's really just the worst. Achy? Achy at no, all? No, no. Uh, that that shit's okay. How, that that's gone now. How's your knees? But, what's that? Your knees. Fine. Everything is everything is everything is functional except for my sleeping and um, you know I'm a little depressed. But other than that, it's it's okay. It's it's all part of the course. I recommend listening to Mr. Blue Sky by Electric Light Orchestra. It'll turn it'll turn it all around. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I'll t- I want to is that what we started with? Yeah. Oh, we started it's, with that this it's, episode. It's incredibly uplifting. Um, really. So I'm reading this book. Um, yeah. It's called Three Dog Nightmare by uh, by Chuck Negron, the lead singer of Three Dog Night, who is this terrible junkie who's going to be on Dopey. Uh, he sent me an autographed copy of his book, but I'm reading I'm reading this story. He fucked so many groupies. Todd, you're going to love this. He he fucked so many groupies that his dick never stopped being hard. What? <laughs> what? And then he go, he goes to the doctor. And he says, doctor, look at my dick. And the doctor said, I think you're masturbating too much. And Chuck said, no, doc, I'm fucking. <laughs> and, and the doctor's like, what? And he's like, that's right. I'm in three dog night, dude. Yeah. And the doctor's <laughs> like, it's like that? And Chuck's like, yeah. And then the doctor says, listen, if you keep fucking, your dick is going to explode. Stop it. <laughs> no, I don't believe I'm not it. done. Yeah. Okay. Are you listening, Todd? Yes, yes. Okay. So Chuck is like, okay, and he swears off sex for a few days. 
And then he meets some hot chick in, like, Texas or something. And he's like, fuck it, I'm going to fuck her. While he's fucking her, his dick explodes. explodes. <laughs> she what? freaks out. She was some what beauty. What does that even mean? Should I does read you the section no, from the book? What does it mean? Explain. He said that it burst, the skin burst and bleeding... And, the, and and the beauty pageant one woman freaked out, and he's like, "It's not you, it's me. I fuck too much." <laughs> and he goes to the doctor with a burst penis. Oh my god! What do you think that about that, Todd? Disgusting. That is fucking disgusting. It's better than Great Barrington, right? It's worse yeah. than Great Barrington. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's. Yeah, no. <laughs> Tell yeah, us about sober living. Care something like that. That's what? what I want. Do you have to walk around with stitches on your cock for like the next couple of weeks, or like what's the situation there? Maybe stitches and some neosporin. I don't know. Who knows? They put in like, in like maybe they put in like one of those air casts to like kind of remold the shape of it or something. I don't. <laughs> I don't think they had air casts. In I, the I, I I shot meth once and I masturbated so much that the next my dick started bleeding and the next day it was like all sore and stuff. Yeah, I, I've done that before. That's, yes. Yeah, I, well, I was also I was also masturbating into paper towels. I was just putting paper towels. <laughs> <laughs> Little abrasive. Yeah, that is abrasive. You got to put some lotion on that shit, buddy. Some lotion, or maybe like a soft sock, or some of those yeah, tissues yeah, plus like aloe, sock, you know, or something. So tell us about about sober living. Um, everyone in the house is really super supportive and nice and uh, um, no judgments and shit like that, which is kind of, uh, you know, it's nice and it's different for me um, after living from by myself for so long, I guess. Um, you know, but, you know, you also have a lot of different personalities. And there's a lot of people here that are, you know, on that were addicted to different substances, so you got to kind of have to watch kind of your war story stuff because you can say something that could trigger somebody else and not really realize it, even though you didn't mean to, which kind of happened to me like the first or second day I was here. Which happened to you um, every day you've been there. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I, no, I mean, I. it's just like, um, uh, you know, I don't want to really say anything because I don't want to blow anyone's spot That's up. That's fine. Um, I, 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 um, I want to ask you something, though, before we even yes. do that. Tell us about the end. Tell us about what happened that, that everything changed. What, what happened? Well, I, I of course, I, I uh, abruptly lost my job. Before, uh, actually, I, before, before you even answer, admit it to the Dopey Nation that the last time you were on Dopey, you were high on heroin. No, it, all right, fine. God damn it. I was fucking high. <laughs> oh, my God. Did I know? Yeah, but it, he, that was the episode where you didn't say much, right? Until that, I couldn't take it. You were sitting here, Todd. You, me, Jim, and Chris, and they're talking, and all I can do is watch you because I've been high yeah. with you so many times, and you're fucking fading, and I'm like, what? And I, <laughs> I just keep looking. Was, I was just so bored. I remember that. I was so Board, and then I got that like jolt, like where you like where you like get like one of those like leg spasms or whatever that happens sometimes. Yeah, and I was fucking falling out, and I'm like, uh oh, yeah, this isn't good. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. This because I was just so bored. I was falling asleep. Yeah, are you saying um, dopey was so boring? You were high, man. Give me a break. You fucking no, dick. no. I mean, I just wasn't engaged in the conversation. You guys were talking about something. I don't even remember what you guys were talking about. Because you were high. Like, Anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Of course I was. I've been high for fucking the last fucking four years. Wait, wait. So top, what? <laughs> That's not clapping. Amen. No, he no, no. He's now. being truthful. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> wait, so, so Todd, how did you lose the job? It was a tip scandal? That's what I heard. It was a tip scandal, yeah. I basically was, uh, 
run. It was a bad night. Everyone was paying with credit cards. Um, I walked up to a couple's table. They were on a fucking first date. Didn't realize it. Did not realize this at all. Uh, asked them. They were going to pay. It was, there was, it was like my second to last table of the night because they just caught me. So like I realized, and like I had these these fucking uh, Spanish assholes, these old men from Spain on like the other table, and I knew they were definitely not going to leave me any cash. Mm. So I was bugging out because I had like maybe like twenty bucks on me, and that was not going to take care of the situation for the night. And mm. I had to work the next day. Um, so I walked up to the table. We had a little rapport going, so I just decided I just asked them if they it would. You know, he. I'm like, they're like, you know, can I get you anything else? No, we're good. All right, we'll just take the check. And so he pulls out his card. I'm like, yo, dude, uh, do you mind terribly if you had any cash to pay? And the girlfriend, the girl, I guess, used to be a server herself. And she's like, oh, oh, man, yeah, I totally understand. Yeah, you know, whatever. And just because he wanted to fuck this chick, because, of course, she's on a date, um, he agrees to, like, go get cash. So he asked me where the ATM is, and it's like literally right next door. It's like it's like you walk out the door of the restaurant, it's like right there. Not a big deal, but I understand why he was annoyed that um, he had to go get money. But anyway, this guy was a total asshole. He totally plays it off like it's not a big deal. Goes and gets the money, leaves me a terrible tip, and then what did he leave you? He left me. It was I think their bill was like seventy four dollars, and he left me fucking eighty bucks. He left six dollars on seventy four. After six bucks on seventy four fucking dollars. Uh, so right then and there, I knew I was kind of fucked. That's a no good one. Like he seemed, they seemed really nice to him. It was kind of like the verbal tip. Oh, you did such a great job, blah blah. And then they left me like seven bucks. But I didn't give a fuck because I had eighty dollars now, so I could go get my fucking Bundy for the next fucking for the next day or whatever. I'd have enough dope for two days. So it was fine with me. I didn't give a shit. Just Wait, don't you cover. have to give them seventy six dollars or seventy four dollars? No, because my tips for the night was probably I probably made like a hundred dollars that night. You know, like you have to cover you have to cover all the fucking all of the tips. If you can cover all your tips, they don't owe you any money for that night. Ah, uh, okay. It works like that. So okay. like, so I didn't give a shit. I was you know I was like fine. I don't care. So then I leave. You know I go do whatever. Fucking come back the next day. I walk in. And before I clock in, my, you know, the, this manager, I mean, all the managers there were really, really aggro and like horrible and just, they're all mostly female and completely just rude and bitchy. And it was kind of like the type of place that's like such a New York institution. It's like, they, they don't need you. You need us kind of, you know, um, yeah. kind of attitude. Um, yeah, I'm sure Dave can definitely... Uh, well, it's also, that. you were working in a place where you get to kind of rub elbows with semi-famous comedians on a yeah, nightly right, basis, right. so... Right, they yeah. don't care. Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, like, uh, whatever, I'll, I'll get to that later. Um, so I walk in, she's like, Todd, I need to speak to you before you, before you clock in. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I sit down with her, and uh, I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, and she's like, well, last night you were here, and uh, you were waiting on this table, and I got an email this morning, oh. and it turns out that this guy was friends with one of the comedians that works there. Who was he friends I with? I had no idea. I don't. I didn't even recognize the comedian's name, so like, I don't even know who the fuck this guy even was. Was it Artie Lang? But, no, uh, obviously not. I know who Artie is. Um, so she's she was all pissed off, and she's like, "Did you do this?" And I just played it like, you know what? We were busy last night. Honestly, I just made it like I didn't really remember. You know, I didn't. I just was like, I really honestly. You played dumb. I, 
How could I keep Stop. track of all of my wheeling and dealing yeah. from last night? <laughs> yeah, I just played it off like I didn't remember. And then she, so she, I guess she got upset about that probably more than the fact that I just didn't cop to it and say I'm sorry. So she's like, well, the fact that you're denying it is, is even worse to me and that's it for you here. And I go, okay. I just pat my umbrella twice. Got up and just walked right the fuck out. And you were like, I can go get high right now. Time out, time out. Yeah, I didn't give a shit. I had a bundle on me. I was like, fuck it. But then, like, as soon as I left, as soon as I left work, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm totally screwed now. Like, I have, like, I had two more checks coming, but, like, I mean, they're not going to be big checks. They're, like, you know, hourly. You know, you make, like, nine bucks an hour. It's like, it's not, it wasn't going to be for more than like maybe a hundred bucks for the next, like, I made 200 bucks over like the next two weeks. When you, uh, when you say you tapped your umbrella twice, what does that mean? I just like, it was raining out and I just turned my head. I tapped the umbrella twice, got up and walked out. I I wanted to turn around and say, fuck off or fuck you or whatever. But I just, you know, I just kind of walked out. Like it didn't really matter to me. Before, before we even, I didn't care. You're like, you're like, before I leave, can you give me um, my two checks in cash, please? (laughs) If you could give it to me in heroin, that would be really helpful. Could you pay me my tips in heroin tonight, please? Um, so, but dude, I, yeah. So after that, I just um, I took off. I went to my friend, my friend Angela's house. We got a gram of the sickest dope that I've had since like 1997. Uh, I did that shit that lasted for like two or three days. And then when that ran out, she she bought the gram. Like I didn't have to put money in for that, thank God. But when that ran out, that's like when I, um, that's when the reality like kind of kicked in. That um, like, what the fuck was I going to do? Like I didn't have money for food. I didn't have money for shit. Um, I was in trouble, and uh, I hadn't spoken to my folks in like months. And I did the desperate call, and I was like, "Can I come home for a week?" And they're like, "No." You can't come home. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? Like, we're getting construction on the house. We haven't spoken to you for months. You're obviously on drugs. Um, we don't want to deal with this shit. You know, like, go get some help. And so I had to uh, I had to basically check into the hospital just so I could eat for that week and have some place to go because I just couldn't uh, return home. You know, like, my parents just didn't want to deal with my bullshit, I guess. Were you able to just show up and check in? Like, what do you – health insurance? What do you got? How did you do it? Uh, I, no, I didn't have health insurance. I did have health insurance, but it wasn't starting until March 1st. So um, I just went in underneath the uh, New York State Medicaid law where they can't deny you uh, care, um, if whether or not you have insurance or not. And uh, it was like $8,000, and I ended up paying 150 bucks for it. What, what was the place like? It's terrible. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, it's tell like, us about it, please. I love this. <laughs> um, you know, it's like the type of food that comes on, like, it's like prison food you know it was like spaghetti meatballs when I, I put my fork in the spaghetti and lifted up the whole entire plate of fucking spaghetti and meatballs in one like one piece it's ketchup you know, and noodles dude yeah the noodles all stuck together it was so gross dude do you remember Todd when you checked into the detox with me in California yes it, that goddamn fucking what was that shit that fucking uh, noodle dish they had that everything tasted like it goulash this, yeah goulash. but Todd was oh, like summer goulash <laughs> Todd was like I can't stay Dave the food is just not up to, <laughs> not up to code I have to leave he left because of the goulash I will. I will. I don't give a fuck. Before fuck. you even say another word, Todd, I just want to say one thing. What? What kind of motherfucker sends an email to a restaurant about a tip? I know. Seriously, though, right? As a no, waiter, such a piece of shit. as a waiter, I am disgusted and appalled that this it's kind of true. thing goes on. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, can you believe this guy has like this much time on his hands and he's worrying about dish? Maybe he didn't get laid that night. Exactly. Exactly. I'm he did not get it. Back to the detail. Not any. He would have woken up the next morning and been going out for breakfast with her and not spending time on, the, on his computer complaining about the fucking bald-headed waiter that fucking uh, asked him for fucking a measly fucking $80 on a $74 bill, you piece of shit, if you're listening to this fucking <laughs> yeah. goddamn podcast. Todd, can I paint – let me paint a picture for a second. Yeah, lay it on me. The, the, the meal ends. The couple gets in the cab. They start making out. They take a break. The girl goes, oh, wait a second. How much money did you leave on the tip? He says, what, six bucks? She says, pull over. I'm, I'm getting out of this cab. And then he comes home and writes the meanest email he's ever written. I think that's probably what actually ended up happening. Because, I mean, she must have seen him put the money down. They weren't drunk. They were yeah. not drunk. So, like, it was, they had, like, two drinks each. It wasn't even, like, a boozy, a boozy dinner. So, I, I think she must have realized he's a shitty tipper, and that's why he didn't get it. How, so how long? A, how long a run was that at the uh, restaurant total? Uh, I was there for like uh, probably like three months or something like that. What's your shortest okay. run out of place? Oh, dude, a day. What happened? I mean, I just you know uh, piss off the manager. We wouldn't get along. I mean, that happened to me a lot. Yeah. I, I'll put it to you like this, Chris. I had. 14 W-2s this season. Oh, my God. But let me just say something. Let me say something about you, Todd. To talk to you now, it's like my old friend is on the phone, and he's listening, Uh, and he's talking, and it's like, I know that you're like... (laughs) Wait, back to the 14 W-2s real quick. So, Scott, do you... I mean, Todd, do you have, like, one... Like prior restaurant job for a reference that you use that you were at like a lot. So like one guy just keeps getting all these. He uses calls. me. I I do it all the time. I text Dave and say, "Yo, I just went in for a job interview. They might call you. Just say that you were working with me at this place, please, and say that you're my manager." Because like uh, but you know what, Chris? Honestly, in restaurant jobs, they and I, I probably shouldn't say this out loud because I don't want if people are lit in the industry. I don't want them to start making calls, but no one ever checks on your references. It's more of just, are you willing to put down the phone number of the restaurant or not? Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. They, they figure if you put down the number, then you have nothing to hide. Yeah. But if you're like, oh, I don't, oh, I, uh, that place closed, or which is what I used to do. Um, I used to just fill my resume with like really nice restaurants that had gone out of business, so they couldn't call them. That's a classic. <laughs> classic <laughs> move. Well, restaurants um, employ drug addicts, felons, and illegal aliens. I mean, that's yeah, the, the yeah. haven for us. So that's yeah, that's the reason why you'll find so many of us uh, working. Uh, those tables and you so make good money right away you can you can um so back to the detox todd tell us more about the detox um really not much man i was in a fucking fog i was uh you know i i knew the staff really well there because this was my third time there so they took really good care of me personally which was really nice um you know it's like a meeting at night you fucking lay in bed all day you talk you tell war stories with your roommates in your in your room i was bunked with this one guy who had just literally prey on Mexicans, beat them over the head with a brick, and then steal their cash on Thursday and Friday nights. This guy was the biggest piece of shit. Oh, my God. Tell us more. This guy. Wait, like, he would Um, wait till they got their paychecks and then steal their paychecks? He would wait till they got their paychecks in cash, 
and fucking uh, he'd go to this bar and like prey on like this on these small Mexicans and like he would like sometimes like you know get into a fight with them for like over twenty minutes and he'd be disappointed because he like because he only got like thirty or forty bucks or something because he he didn't get to them soon enough they spent all their money on beer. Um, oh my it was, god! I mean, this guy has been shot. He would shoot. He, he he's murdered people. He was a murderer. I mean, this guy was the worst piece of shit. He asked me if he could stay in my in my apartment <laughs> while I went while I went home. I was like, yeah, bro, sure, yeah, you're the keys. So he like, wouldn't whatever. fit in with the, your current milieu. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a fucking liar, too. He was telling me he was getting, like, the dopest buns for, like, 25 bucks. Oh, I, yeah. like, I hate that shit when you meet you. those people. It's I like, hate those people, yeah. too. It's like, be honest, you piece of shit. You're yeah. not getting buns for 25 bucks in New York City. Well, Todd, I hope he was lying about the murders more than <laughs> yeah. the price of the bundles. <laughs> I was really outraged. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I killed a Mexican. That is a lie. <laughs> I killed a Mexican family. I killed their rabbit. I killed the grandma. Mother and I got a bundle for twenty five bucks. Yeah. Liar! <laughs> That's the only thing I don't believe. I don't believe he got the bundle for twenty five bucks. With the murder I was completely on, on, on the ship with. That's um, funny. What else? There was really there was really nothing extraordinary. There was the girl. The, there was a couple girls there, and like they were getting to cat fights every night. The girls were so bad. Like the girls were like the worst. Um, t- you know, fussing and fighting the whole fucking time I was there. Yeah. Um, but all the dudes are pretty chill and. You know, respectful. I don't know, but uh, Mr. Murder was farting the whole time. The mm, room like stopped. Chris. It was a nightmare. Like, no, I mean that's just, that's he just all over the seat at night and like leave mm. the seat down. It was just. He was just such a piece of shit. Well, also, that's I, one of the things that's not really talked about is people go into detox and for, you know, opiate addiction and they take their bowels loosen up for the first time in yeah, fucking I months. Know. So, like, it's fucking a fart factory in there. It, All the toxicity comes out. Yeah. But he was the worst. Like, I mean, I was fucking, of course, I was fucking passing serious gas, but, like, he was, like, literally times ten. Of like anyone else, it was so bad. Uh, I mean, our room constantly stunk, and he kept closing the door. He didn't leave his bed. I was there for five days, and he was, of course, on a much higher, a much higher um, um, quantity of, of of dope. So they were keeping him there for seven days. So like the whole time that I was there, he was there, but he never left his bed. And I've never ever, until this time that I was there, seen anyone get their meds delivered to their bed. <laughs> they were bringing him his meds because he refused to do vitals every time. He barely made it to meals and they were just bringing him his medication because they were so sick and tired of calling his name and having him not respond. He would just be like, fuck off, you know, telling all these all these like really nice nurses just to go fuck himself. So he like, was not shampooing and conditioning on a daily no, basis? He did not step a foot into a shower. He, he showered the first night he was there and he did not step a foot into a shower from that point on or to take a shit or anything. Just pissing all over our seats, farting, <laughs> and uh, being an asshole and whatever. So I then mean, you, he seemed to like me, but I hated him. So then you got out and you said, Bon, Dad, like I went to detox and they let you come well, home? I, I got out. I used, of course, one more time because I lied to my parents and told them I was staying in the hospital for one last night. So I get out. I detox completely. And then um, they put my paycheck in my fucking account. There's like a, they gave us, they gave me like this debit card. So like they load my check um, automatically onto the card. So like I got out and I took out the hundred bucks. So I went out for foe and got like a last couple of bags. And um, I had my dad, I got got a couple of bags 
and like four benzos just so I'd be able to sleep the four nights I was going to be home or whatever. Yeah. So I got like four clodipin and like I think I got like it was it was it wasn't a lot of dope. It was like two or th- two or three bags just so I could like um, just you know whatever use one last time I guess because I knew this was it. Yeah. And um, that was it. I mean I really mostly checked into the hospital just because I had no place else to go. Yeah. Like I didn't want to go back to the apartment. I didn't have food for the week. It was more of like it was either that or eat out garbage cans for like a week. You knew you were going to be sick. You and the, you, I was going to be sick. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And I was not willing to go and rob people. And I don't do that shit. Like, well, what am I going to do? You know. So I just it was a, just it was the lesser of two evils. It was just to check into a detox. And I went home. I had a great time with my family. I made up with everybody. Um, um, pretty much. Pretty much. I, I pretty much kind of made up with everybody and then uh i've been here now for like what a week and a half now yeah i yeah. got here like last there you go man. so how many days todd uh i've got two it's two weeks on thursday oh wait it was two weeks yesterday that's awesome, awesome man there you go and i have two things to say number yeah. one is like i was saying before like Whenever you, it's like I, I talked to Linda about it. That whenever you get clean and I get to talk to you for a little bit, it's always such a treat for me because I miss you and I love you so much and I love to yeah, hear man. you sounding like you. It's like it's such a joy to hear you connected yeah. to yourself. It's like I know you're probably not loving it, but no, I. No, but I love to hear this because it makes it's positive. I like that. Uh, it makes me so happy, you know, and and it also means a lot to me just because you and me were out there for so long that w- when you get to come back. It's like I feel like a little piece of me gets better. It just it's good for me. I'm I'm very happy that you're getting good. that you're getting good your shit happy. together. And um what was the other thing? Fuck. <laughs> There's something else. I don't remember what it was. Um but how you just how, Todd, how you doing in general? Are you like uh you got cravings? Are you adjusting? Um, Chris, honestly, the only thing I want to do is just go into that theory wellness place, like right down the street. It's <laughs> the medical marijuana. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm craving right now. They're really strict. Um, they don't even let you in the door there, I guess. Just so I you know. know. I yeah. already called. I already, I, already <laughs> begged them. I begged them to let me be the first recreational patient in yeah. the state of uh, Massachusetts. So, like, <laughs> what did you say to them? Facility. I called them up and I was like, listen, I'm a resident of New York. I can't sleep. I really need some medical marijuana. I know you're a recreational is there any way you guys like part just give me a gram of, of medical oh marijuana like I'm sorry sir you have to be part of the Massachusetts uh, you know network of medicinal recipients and I'm like oh, well what, what does that entail and he gave me like the whole list of shit I had to do and I was like not interested in doing it. well I can't I can't do that here anyway it doesn't yeah. matter um, but uh other, I mean, but I, it's just because I just, they want, you know, they asked if I want to go see a psychiatrist to get, like, Seroquel and fucking uh, Trazodone, and I don't want that shit. And, yeah. uh I, I just figure I'm, I'm already halfway through it, so what's the point of getting on something like that anyway? And um, honestly, I'm just, you know, I'm just climbing the walls a little bit. I'm used to city life. I'm used to being able to just walk out the front door and, like, be entertained and here it's kind of, you know, we, there's a shit ton of snow. Yeah. I'm just laying around the house pretty much all day just watching television. And what do you do when you lay around the house all day watching television? You just want to smoke some weed and just yeah. relax on the couch. But and, not to mention you know, when you were having your city life, you were going out the door and getting drugs. You know, yeah, you I mean, weren't like, I'm going to go to the Met today. <laughs> no, no, I mean, of course. I mean, 
I just find it it's it's really funny. I haven't had like I've had very I've only had two dreams about copping dope, but like I'm not jonesing for dope here. It's just like for some reason I just want to. I don't know because in my head it's like the lesser of two evils or something. But for some reason I'm really truly only craving marijuana, like that, like badly craving marijuana. That's it. Yeah. You there's, know, I mean, really I, adjusting just in general to life out in country, it just it just takes a little bit anyways. You know, you got the detox yeah, yeah. piece, and then once you adjust to it, though, I found that, like, living out there, my mindset changed. There's actually, like, a total benefits to slowing down a lot, you know? Chris, let me ask you this. How long did that take? It takes a few months. A few months, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like okay. you got the withdrawal piece that's going to get better immediately, but it takes a few months, and it's worse if you kick and scream, and you're like, like I got to get back to this, I got to get back to that, when it's just like you surrender and accept no, it. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Doing that. When you surrender and accept it, then it's like, I don't know, I, 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 f- I find that uh, when I'm out there and when I lived in that area, Recovery was so much easier, and it's like being in a city. Like I, it, you just pick up on that energy, and it's a little right. bit harder, you know. Well, Chris also, yeah, yeah. Chris was saying to me off the off the show, he was saying how he went into that kind of gym tan laundry mode, and that's something that you could go into. You know, <laughs> you meet some dudes and you fucking chill with them, and you like fucking have stupid jokes and you you go to the gym you go to a meeting you fucking wash your clothes yeah. and you get into I, it that's what i've been doing i mean i i because of my inability to sleep if i don't like work out for at least a half hour a day here i find that i can't sleep at all so like it's i've already started i mean dylan is like totally pumped that i'm like i'm even going out to the barn at all he's like i can't believe you're out of your already like getting on the bike you're already doing yeah. shit He's, he's so impressed and it's like that's pretty cool because like he, you know it just means I'm not the worst person you know that's ever yeah. coming to this that he's like I'm far from the worst person that's ever coming to this house yeah, um, yeah. you know especially you know yeah whatever Todd, you, you wouldn't believe the gear I bought for Dopey. You'd be so impressed. I bought a mixer. I bought three mics, mic stands. So when you come back, oh. you're going you're gonna to be very impressed. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, he's got a board with like forty knobs on it and lights. Yeah. Jesus, and yeah. lights. Yeah, it's and, a- and and he Dave knows what three of those knobs do. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Dave. Why don't you get like a smaller board? Like maybe like four. Yeah, four knobs. Well, four knobs. No, dude. I bought I bought a board that was smaller, but it could only have two mics. And I was thinking, well, what do we do when Todd gets home? <laughs> so I went out and I All bought right. another another board. The Todd board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right, good. Oh, that was the other thing. In recovery, people often say, like, when, when something, like, synchronous... Synchron- synchronicity. Synchro- synchronicity. Isn't there a word for the us of it? Like, synchronicitous? Synchronous? I guess, yeah. I don't know. When something like that happens, these people say there was a God shot, and I've changed it to a Todd shot. <laughs> <sighs> As a tribute. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> Dude, you remember you remember when you and me were driving home from LA and uh and and I was out of dope and I was reading the Keith Moon book and I was driving you crazy and we got arrested every time we got we were yes, driving. You remember yes, that time? Yes. <laughs> Wasn't that a lot of fun? Wanna talk about that right now. Wasn't that a lot of fun, man? We already, did we already discuss this story on the show? Yes. <laughs> Let's please not bring that worst, the worst possible story up right now. I'm sure I could think of a worse one. 
Um, I, still, I still just don't understand, like, why you love to tell my most miserable week of my life on, that, on this show every single time. You bring up the, the trip home from L.A. That was the worst time we ever had together. <laughs> we were going to kill each other, Dave. We wanted to kill each other when we got back to my parents' house. Do you remember? I forgetting that. Do you remember when we were at your parents' house and we were, like, on, I was, like, leaving a message for somebody and I started screaming at you yeah, at the, yeah, at the top of my lungs? Kill each other. Yeah. My sister basically stole money from my parents just to get your ass on a bus or a train ride home because she was home for that shit. She heard that. Was oh nuts. God. I was crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. You were, you were in serious withdrawal at that point, I think. Yeah, I remember that really well, actually. Next time. Next time. Oh, I, I love it because for me, it's like that was something, that was a crazy experience. You know, and it's just like, it was just, we saw the whole country. I was dope sick. You were pissed off. It was just, I don't know. It was, it it was a meaningful experience for me. But next time, next time you come on the show, uh, I want to hear the, uh, the dog, the bounty hunter smoking crack in Colorado story. Oh, Jesus. All right. So get that. I better get it together. Get that. Get that ready. I'll write some some bullet points for that one. Excellent. It's something to do. (laughs) Just to be clear, everybody who's listening to the show, Doug the Bounty Hunter was not smoking crack. I was smoking crack. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh. Just to clarify that. Okay. All right, bud. Uh, One of the few times. All right. Well, Chris, I'll see you later. Yes, thank you. Oh, he's not, not going out yes, there tonight. I'm not going to oh, be. You're not going out tonight. Yes, I, I feel so bad. It's the, literally the first weekend I've missed since I started there. But there's only there's no one in the other place really. So I'll see you in in two weeks. I'm sorry, dude. We'll send yeah, Alex buddy. over. Yeah, we'll send Alex over. It's fine. I, I have nowhere to be, nowhere to go. I'll be here when you get back. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. All right, Dave, Chris, love you guys. Go be in be touch. Stay strong. All right. All right, bye. All right. Yeah. Toodles. Later. Peace. Yep. So he doesn't say toodles. Uh, that was great, though, man. Good Todd check-in, right? Yeah, I think it was great. I think it was totally great. Where are we at? We are at 53 minutes. You got a voicemail? Uh, I was just looking. We get so many. I got, we need to read emails, too, don't we? Uh, whatever you want to do, man. Um, do you have something? No. Uh, we'll keep talking. Um, I'll, read a vo- I'll read an email. Did we read the letter from the Englishman? I don't know. Here, I'll read this. Hey, Dave and Chris. I was talking to one of my coworkers today, and I thought of a story that was probably my most recent kind of ridiculous thing that happened because I was drinking. And, I mean, and by drinking, I mean blacking out. Lol. 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 Loads of love. Little bit of backstory. My boyfriend and I had split momentarily and I was living in different hotels for a couple of days. While I was there, I was constantly drinking, mainly because I didn't have a car at the time and I had recently moved to PA and didn't know where to get drugs besides weed. I was on the Suboxone maintenance program, so I couldn't have gotten high regardless. Just to set up the scene, even though the town I was in was a fairly nice area, the road I was on was not. The hotel motel itself wasn't terrible, but for a 21-year-old female all alone, maybe not the best spot. To get to your room, you would walk into the one door that led into a hallway and then into your room. Anyway... The story starts that day, and honestly, I can't remember if I had been drinking all day or I had gotten back from work and I started drinking then. 
Either way, I'm in the hotel room now for hours, drinking out of a maybe $5 bottle of rubbing alcohol. Just kidding. It was real (laughs) alcohol, but that cheap vodka that pretty much tastes like rubbing alcohol. I also believe... Uh, I also believed back then that quality wasn't important as long as it got the job done, since alcohol obviously isn't for enjoying, it's for making sure I don't have to deal with life. Then eventually, for some stupid reason, I had decided to go outside and smoke some weed or grab something. I could not tell you the reason I went outside. However, I did, and I walked out of the hotel room in my blackout state, butt-ass naked. Yeah. Not only did I just walk outside my hotel room butt-ass naked, I also let the door shut behind me without my room key on me, obviously. So here I am in a sketchy-ass motel hotel, naked and afraid. LOL. (laughs) Luckily, or unluckily for me, it was the middle of the night and no one was really around. However, I was stuck outside, naked, and no way of getting back into my room. For the next hour or so, I think I tried covering myself with some brochures of the town that were in the hallway, which wasn't very effective, might I add. There was definitely some pacing, some crying for help, and some more just crying. When I was still out there completely terrified at what was happening, I decided I needed to get up from the floor and figure out something. I knew the office wasn't too far from the room, but I did have to walk outside to get there. I forgot to mention that the hotel motel was located... On a pretty busy road, but again, it was the middle of the night, so it was dark out. I ended up running over to the office, and it was locked. For some reason, I decided to take a look in the mailbox next to the door and found three different envelopes with room numbers on them and keys inside. I picked a room and ran out there, and thankfully, I got into the room. Immediately, I called the hotel emergency number, and the owner answered the phone. He didn't quite understand what I meant by emergency until the next morning. He called me back frantically after I had already called him several times that night and speechless tried asking me what had happened. This is assuming he, was wa- he watched the video footage because there were cameras in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, his shocked tone of voice kind of gave it away. Yeah. I told him I sleepwalk frequently and sleep naked. Figured that was a better story to go with. <laughs> Next morning, a nice lady came and let me into my room. She laughed as I opened the door, and I was wearing the bed's comforter. Obviously, in the moment, none of this was funny, but I can now look back and laugh at how stupid I was and what kind of situations drugs and drinking puts me in. I love the show so much, guys. I hope you enjoyed this one. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. Toodles with seven S's. Ooh, Toodles. And that's Lexi. That's a fucking great story. Yeah. I loved it. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you need to ruin everything. I was on the phone with Linda and he goes, Excuse me. I was like, What are you, what are you, what are you pointing to? The, the, the check and the motor vehicle thing up there. No, that's very helpful. Dad, why don't you, here, here, come on. Say hello. Hello, everybody. He's a pain in the neck. He really is. Yeah. I'm, I'm, talking a, about, I'm talking about David, not he, Chris. He walks to the door, and he looks at me. Just to interrupt, just to make sure that he could interrupt. Um, 
Now, my dad listened to, now it's like four episodes ago, and, and you had you'd given some criticism about the show. So while you're here and, and all dressed up, why don't, why don't you tell everybody what, what you think, what your latest criticism of the show? Oh, I think you're too mean to Chris. There you go. Somebody's got to do it, Dad. A lot of people think that. No, and also, um, it's good about Todd. That was very, very, very nice. I just, you know, hope, hope everything keeps going well, right? Dad, let me ask you a question. If a show had me being nice to Chris, do you think we'd have 450,000 downloads? Didn't you hear the email from the Australian? He says the dynamic works because I'm an asshole to Chris. Yes, but remember, you're thin-skinned, so if they need to get too much criticism about you criticizing Chris, you're going to be upset. And Australians are criminals. You know, maybe if you were nice to me, that's we'd have 900,000. You'd have 900,000. Chris, 000. that's not a nice thing to say. No. <laughs> you guys should start a new podcast called The, the Good Time Hour, where you're nice to each other. Oh, Alan, how many people are in your class? Because I care. Oh, Chris, it's just 27. Oh, Alan, that's so lovely. Yes. The two of them talk just to be, to be this nice. This is what they're talking about, see? Oh, God. It's fucking dreary. Dreary, repugnant niceties. Yeah, well, some, some of the stories on your show are not exactly dreary. I mean, they're, they're very difficult. How could... Listen, if I wasn't... Uh, I'm dynamically nasty. It's a dynamic thing that the show needs that I fill. He's not nasty at all. This is a big act he puts on. That's what that's what this act. is. It's, it's, a, not, it's a big act. He's very thin-skinned and insecure. Extremely sensitive. Right, very sensitive. Listen, just because I'm thin-skinned, uh, you're supposed to say it's an act that I'm actually nice, not that I'm actually thin-skinned. Right, wait a minute, I will repeat. Yes, he's actually very nice. He's a sweetheart. He, I love him very, very, very much. But some of the stories are really hard. I mean, there was... Dad, tell them, tell them about the other day when you were so bored oh. that you accused me of being high because I went to the bathroom in the other bathroom. He usually uses this bathroom, but today he used the... Uh, maybe he's high. Uh, well, I never knew when you were high, so was, that, was, that was another example of not knowing anything. No, but you were saying that the show, you thought... Remember you said you thought the show was too pro-drugs. Oh, it was half an hour of the last episode. I thought everybody was running out to get more drugs because you guys were saying how wonderful it was. My dad called his young friend and said, do you know where I can score some ecstasy? <laughs> I didn't do any of the sort. Were However, but you did you did do the stuff saying how much better it is without it, which is Afterwards, the important view. Were we championing drug use or championing Yeah, I was, it was awful. I mean, uh, it was Now, let me good. ask you a personal question. <laughs> Why is your shower so bad? Why don't you oh, call on maintenance? I did. No, it's you pathetic. Did? Oh, now you're on the team. Yeah, it's awful. It keeps changing. Yeah, you be careful. <laughs> it changes so, the temperature. So what are you going to do? I'm going to call maintenance. And they're going to come and they're going to fix it. I doubt it. So now we have a new bed and soon we'll have a new shower. And I think Dopey has really added an amazing uh, quality of life shift in your life. What do you think? I'm I'm very impressed. I am impressed. With which? My meanness, my thin skinness, or the dopey nation listening so much? All of the above. Yes. No. It's it's no. It's really great. It's. Uh, will you when you go uh, to Berlin? Will you download it over there so we get more downloads? International. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more international downloads. Uh, how do you? I don't know if I could figure out how to do it. I would do it. Just get into Wi-Fi at a coffee shop, download Dopey, and hopefully we'll start oh, ranking. Oh, I have it. Down. I have yeah. it downloaded. I mean, just that's no good. Here. We need to get an initial download from overseas. Uh-huh. From Germany. Right. Anyway, I have to go. So right. it's, goodbye, everybody. Uh-huh. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm not supposed to say toodles, right? He said it, though. <laughs> Thank you, Alan.
Goodbye. Remember that. Yes. <laughs> you remember that, dude. All right. Well, stay strong, my brethren, in recovery. And uh, drop us a review. Oh, and more importantly, go to dopeypodcast.com and uh, pick yourself up a nice t-shirt or hoodie. Why don't you buy the something? The store is open. I'm broke, man. I'm a student. I'm scraping by. What about that big job you have? What? I, yeah, I use it to feed myself. I got two miles to feed. No, two and a half. That's stupid Three. dog. Three? That's stupid That's dog. What, when I said two mouths to feed, I was including myself. Oh, you weren't including your big fat I mouth? never include myself. Man. Why not? Because I don't count. Humility. Humility isn't thinking less of myself. It's thinking of myself less. Say it again. <laughs> Humility isn't thinking less of myself. It's thinking of myself less. Where did you hear that? This is one of the things I go. Oh Where'd you get it it's from? It's an original. I created it myself. Is that true? No. That's a good one. <laughs> no, I read Humility it. Humility isn't <laughs> thinking of myself. What is it? It's thinking of my. It, humility isn't thinking less of myself. It's thinking of myself less. I read it in a purpose-driven life while I was incarcerated. <laughs> what else did you read? I read everything. I went back and read all the books I was supposed to read in high school, but I just did like Cliff Notes. Like, in high school or in jail? In jail, you're reading Cliff Notes? <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. Um, I read a lot. I read, like, I averaged, like, uh, a book every two to three days. That's great. Do you want to impress them with anything else? I don't know. I usually read, like, three or four books. I have, like, a Star Trek book going on, a very literary book, like, a, a harder read, and then, like, a Patterson Airport novel. I always had, like, three things happening. And what do you have happening now? Uh, nothing. Anyway, uh, do you want to read the Englishman email? Uh, did we? I don't know. Did we read that already or no? Um, or should we read the next one? Uh, how, where are we at? He wants you to read it. Why? He wants you to read it. Why do you want... No, I read the last one. And he doesn't want me to read it. That's bullshit. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if we read this or not. It just in my... Our notes... Like, guys, we're so fucking bar, far behind with voice memos and with emails. And I put notes in my phone to read stuff, but... We literally just get to like two out of the ten, and then we get new stuff. So I'm sorry if we haven't read anything. Just badger us. Um, this is a letter from an Englishman. We might have even read this. I don't even know. Let me know. Dear Chris and Dave, I know you're probably flooded with emails, but I wanted to let you know how much I'm enjoying your chaotic, spontaneous, irreverent, charming, honest, and brilliantly crappy podcast. Brilliantly crappy. Dave, please continue to interrupt, interrogate, berate, and belittle Chris at every opportunity. It is my favorite element of the show. For some reason, I'm reminded of a crow pecking at a rock. You're a truly funny, funny man, and say that not only because it's true, but because I sense a greedy and fragile ego. Fragile. Chris, I'd offer an opinion on your contribution if I thought you gave a shit. That's, that's a low blow. I care. As I know you value honesty, I'll admit that I don't relish the dopey as I feel a true citizen of the dopey nation probably should. (laughs) And fast forward through many of the guest interviews, finding their tales of depravity and profligacy. Profligacy? (laughs) (laughs) More pathetic than humorous. Mm. No doubt I'm missing the point due to the fact that I'm unafflicted Mm. and my misuse of drugs was relatively moderate and on the whole, hugely enjoyable. Time out. His misuse of drugs was uh, not so great, but profligacy. Yeah, profligacy. What is that? Am I saying something wrong? Is that in English? Is that a word? I feel like we're going old English here. However, despite this usually... 
Do you think you could use profligacy in a sentence besides the sentence that this guy did? Um, the man at the store had the profligacy to cut me a line. All right, keep going. <laughs> that's not what <laughs> <Keep going. laughs> That's incorrect. That's use. a great that's word. Definitely a great word. Okay, look that shit up while I finish reading this. All right, look it up on your phone. However, despite this usually measured and sensible approach, I'm haunted by the memory of a Portuguese prison cell, a German hippie, and the reckless impulse that allowed a little virus to turn my liver into pate. Profligacy, reckless extravagance, or wastefulness. In the use of resources. Mm. The man... I don't even understand the definition. (laughs) The man in the store had the profligacy to cut me in line and pay for his bottle of water with $20 and not accept any change. Is that correct? (laughs) I'm sure how pertinent... I like this last line. Let me read this again. It was actually great. However, despite this usually measured and sensible approach, I'm haunted by the memory of a Portuguese prison cell, a German hippie, and the reckless impulse that allowed a little virus to turn my liver into pate. Mm. I'm sure you didn't say pad thai. Yeah. I'm not sure how pertinent these details are. Hopefully sharing needles is largely a thing of the past, but as stupidity and drugs are locked together like two foxes fucking, I'd like to remind the dopey nation that hep C can live undetected in your body for decades. So he has hep C? That's what turned his liver into pate. But he's sharing needles or he just... He was sharing needles. Him? He said he's not afflicted. Hopefully sharing needles is largely a thing of the past, but as stupidity and drugs are locked together like two foxes fucking, I like to remind the dopey nation that hep C can live undetected in your body for decades. I think he did. He flept with a hooker. He was in a Portuguese prison cell, whatever. This guy's a great writer and an adventurer to boot. He said he's not afflicted, though, you know. You won't know you have it until after it's done its deadly damage. He's all about the alliteration. If in doubt, a simple blood test could save your fucked up but one and only life. So I'm a dumb shit who has been through a different kind of recovery. I laugh the survivor's laugh, but cough a little blood doing it. I don't really care. Oh, and Dave, if you decide to read this on the podcast, I implore you not to do so in your British action. Love you dearly. Tootly pips. Dog end. Dog end is a big Twitter So who was the guy that, remember the, the message we got from the Englishman who was living in like Vietnam? About uh, the heroin vampire. Yeah, that was this, UK this, Steve. He reminds me of this. This guy reminds me of I him. think every English person is just incredibly... Uh, well written. Yeah. And it's how they ruled the world for a long ass time. Dog's End. First of all, great email. Solid fucking email. Top ten. Top ten. Top ten. Second. Well written, man. Who? Him. Who? He's got to pen some you say well written? Well written. Say well written. Um... First of all, great email. Yeah. Second of all, he's a great Twitter contributor, so thank you, Dog End. I appreciate that. Thirdly, you should leave us a voicemail. I want to hear your voice. Yeah, man, let it rip. Tell us about the Portuguese prison cell. And the profligacy within. You tell us about the profligacy. Just go straight to the profligacy. <laughs> I want to write a story called The Profligacy Within. <laughs> I feel like that'd be a good podcast. The profligacy. Within. Just the profligacy. No, I like within. 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you, Dopey Nation. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Like us on uh, Twitter. Like us on Reddit. Like us on Facebook. Follow us and stuff. Well, this is what I really uh, want. T-shirt. We need reviews, but f- reviews are coming in. I appreciate that. If you like the show, if you like the show and you're on Twitter, join Twitter. If you like the show, join Reddit. Because the Reddit needs a little bit of a boost, and uh, and Cormac is doing a heck of I a job. I think the people on Reddit write amazing, amazing stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, let's give a shout-out to Fat-Ass Dingus. Fat yeah, Dingus. Fat Dingus for your mouth. That's who it I is. I love that dingo. We had a great little um, review on Reddit the other day. Do you want to read that now or yeah, say it? as well read it. Let's read it because it'll get the people involved. They'll see that we read shit from Reddit. You should just read Dingus. Fat dingus for your mouth. That's the greatest. All right, thing. so this was a comment on uh, Cormac's post about Dopey episode 122, wanting to want it, ambivalence about getting clean, the mental obsession, methadone, and pot farm. Motherfucking mermaids are FR. For real? MF. MFing mermaids are FR. Motherfucking mermaids are for real? I guess. Or for rent. And he says. Or she says, I loved this episode so much. It was very dopey, but also full of really great recovery talk. The voice memo was a little hard to get through, but the conversation between Dave and Chris that followed was full of really good shit. Also, I do commend the guest for her honesty, and I see a lot of strength in someone who can admit it to others, and most importantly, themselves when they are not yet ready to get clean. In my opinion, I think the ability to do that is just as important as making the choice to get clean when one is ready for recovery. I found this to be true in my case, anyway. For a long while before I got clean, I was in that spot, and nobody told me that it was okay if I just wasn't ready to be done. I wasn't, though, and it felt shitty most of the time. One day, I just gave myself permission to accept the truth, and that point from that point on, it wasn't until that wasn't that long until the day came where I said, "Yeah, this shit is nothing for me anymore." I knew I wasn't bullshitting myself then. Like all habits, it still has been hard as a motherfucker to make the right choices and not use. Some days more than others. 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 Anyway, Dave and Chris, the two of you are more amazing just going back and forth together than I think you guys must realize. I have to admit, the previous episode and some of the other more recent ones didn't really tickle my pickle like usual. The last episode was just the tits. I'm talking like a straight chick. Titties so nice you can't help but say, damn, those are some nice-ass titties level. It made me feel I was just beginning to discover Dopey again. I felt hopeful and happy and exciting to be clean, but still thankful for the laughs of degenerate junkie life. Ah, put me in a great fucking mood on an otherwise dull Sunday afternoon. I don't feel like using either. For that, I thank you. Now read Cormac's response. And Cormac responded and said, Well said. I felt the same way. This episode really flowed. From the description, you wouldn't think it'd be very remarkable, but it's a real gem. It was super honest. Is that him digging into your description? I I, I write the descriptions. I'm not very good at it. It was super honest and unselfconscious. Dave saying he finally realized he needed help to get over self-obsession really hit home for me. This and the flock of shit from the last one, mwah. And haha, the tits. Flocka. Flocka. Um, it's just, I call it flock. No, I love flock. Uh, the Billy Preston of Dopey just punching up the, the Reddit scene. He's always on Reddit patrol. I love Cormac. Yeah. Love his shit. All right. And with that, you got anything else to say? I say, stay strong. Uh, Dopey Nation. Yeah, stay strong. <laughs> All right. 
toodles. I want to take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good. Until I get some money in my pocket, then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. But I want to be good so bad. Want to be so good, so bad, so bad. I want to be good so bad. Bad desires all I ever had. And I want to take a ride up in the sky. Watch this airplane just pass me by. And I want to see a Lear jetliner take a dive. Just to show all of these people what it means to be alive. But I want to be good so bad. Want to be so good, so bad, so bad. I want to be good so bad. Bad desires all I ever had. And my shadow's getting smaller and smaller. And it's time to where I stand. Shadow's getting smaller and smaller. And it's time to where I stand. Busted city far behind. I'll take the high road, however far it winds, because peace and love are very, very, very hard to find. And I wanna be good so bad. Wanna be good so bad, so bad. I wanna be good so bad. Bad desires all I ever had. Damn it, all these suckers make me mad And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had And these suckers make me mad And I want to call my dad And it's all I ever had 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 And these suckers make me mad And it's all I ever had And I want to 